Welcome to Tech 411. On today's show, we'll talk bump. We'll also talk about Twitter getting ads and their IPO. Tech 411 starts now. Your personal guide to everything tech. Tech 411. Tech 411 with Oscar Santana and Todd Moore. Hey now, I'm Oscar Santana. And I'm Todd Moore, and this is show number 94. Thanks for tuning in. Lots of tech news this week, so let's get started. Yeah, Google's buying Bump, that wireless sharing app. When's the last time anyone out there has used Bump to do anything? I think this is interesting. Why would they buy that? Yeah, you know what? They have the NFC, and they've got Google Wallets working on uh, on most of these phones out there now, especially if you've got a new smartphone. Uh, Bump, for my records, let me go into the old Oscar Fantana vault. Uh, I probably used Bump in 2009 last, and when it came out, it was revolutionary until you realized that when you'd run around and bump people, because they had to have the app as well, that it would just mess up your contacts. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have two or three. I think I actually have two or three Todd Moores at one point in my phone because of Bump. Yeah, it may not handle the merge too well, and it usually would just create a new contact. Yeah. So that makes sense. They were founded in 2008. They raised $20 million and uh, from Sequoia Capital. So they're now being bought by Google. I don't see the price here. But what's interesting is, yeah, I, I stopped using Bump. And now with iOS 7 and AirDrop, you, oh. you can actually just AirDrop contact which is a lot easier. Yeah, uh, just a quick question. Uh, overall, when you airdrop some a contact over, because I haven't really airdropped yet. I've tried it a couple of times. It's just been a little tricky. And for airdrop, for those of you out there with iOS 7, when you get it, uh, you're basically just uh, kind of, instead of emailing, you're sending or beaming over your information to another user uh, and allowing them access to, to actually receive it. The, the bump side of this, and you're absolutely right as far as the money's concerned, Todd, Maybe they're buying them for their patents. Does Bump have patents we don't know about? I just don't see where the value is. I feel like Google, of all people, could have just remade this type of technology, but there's got to be a patent play. Yeah, I don't know if they have any patents. They might, actually, but I don't know. I, I wish I uh, played around with Android phones a little more because I'm assuming they have some kind of sharing capabilities, right? You could always text a, an address book entry or something like that. But um, I guess they're going to maybe bake this into Android. And maybe that'll be the, the big feature for the next release. Yeah, I, I just I feel like it's just so it's kind of antiquated technology. Katie Cole, uh, welcome to Thunderdome. Uh, what is uh, what are your thoughts on bump? Did you use it when you were younger? No, I've never used it. See, it's like pre Katie Cole. Yeah, BC. Wow. Before Cole. Uh, yeah, because I think for like you had to be like a tech head and a guy that probably had an iPhone early, an early adapter to even use that app. You know, one of the most common ways people share like their phone numbers, remember, you, you just go up and say, hey, what's your number? Yeah. And you type it in and you just hit dial and mm -hmm. then it gives them their just call them. Yeah. And that's yeah. what most people do. Or they send you an email and then you can that. Uh, it's weird because before it was the billionth downloaded app, I was in California and that's when somebody actually said, do you have Bump? And I said, no, what's that? And somebody I respect actually showed it to me and I said, well, I got to be a part of this new uh, world, this brave new world. And within, the, I think, a six month time span, I just stopped using it because one, the other person had to have it. They had to have downloaded that application at that point. And then two, it would just kind of mess up your context, as I mentioned earlier. Is it wrong that we're, are we tech snobs that bump in itself while four or five years old is still relevant and we just don't respect it because there's so much more you can do with the phone now? I, I think the problem with bump is that 
you know, not everyone has it. So it's one of those things where sharing a contact is such a common thing that you want to yeah. do that when you go up to someone and you go, hey, you, here's my contact. You, let me uh, bump it to you. And they're like, oh, I got to download bump. And then they're like, no, just just text it to me. That'll be fine. I'm doing. So that's probably why bump was difficult to take off. I'm doing some research on the fly here. I'll do the program. Katie Cole was kind of to pull this story, but it dovetails into an app from the bump team. It's called Flock. So apparently you and your friends, this is from their site, take photos together, but always end up with different photos, different phones. Flock finds photos that you've taken together and it makes it easy to share them with each other. So maybe they'll use the for if they're buying the entire company, maybe some of this technology is something they're into. Yeah, so maybe that's the play there. Yeah. They're going to get that flock flock app and uh yeah, I knew Bump could always share other things. In fact, they had an API and I almost used it once cuz I wanted to make white noise, you could just bump a sound across to someone else. That's smart, yeah. Yeah, so I looked at doing that, but I, I never followed through. Maybe now it's done, my friend. I don't know about that. It looks like it's going to be... I mean, this is Google's new AirDrop, and Samsung's always had their solution, yeah. right? We can just tap the phone, tap their backs, and it'll transfer. I wish, wish the iPhone could do that. It, you know what? I feel like we have this like a big announcement hangover for the show because last week was like that was a Super Bowl of announcements. We had Google with its Galaxy Gear and the watch and you had the iPhone lackluster announcement, but still big news. The biggest news that's come out as of late and this just broke this past weekend on Friday is that Twitter is filing for an IPO. Yeah. And the people that the naysayers out there for forever have been said, how is Twitter going to make money? Um, it started about three years ago after they've raised all that money. And, you know, I like Twitter. I finally got into it a little bit this year. I think I've tweeted two or three times. I'll respond to people once in a while. Uh, I think my alter ego, Shamaskar Fantana, whoever runs that, is heavy, heavy on Twitter. He actually puts me to shame. Um, but out of everybody here, I think the, I would say Todd used Twitter the most it's simply because you respond to people. I see your activity. Yeah, I have been using it more and more, especially with the patent troll stuff. Right? I'm always sharing articles and things like that out there. So Twitter's kind of become more of my professional yeah. way to send out info. I look at my feed and you're all over. I'm like, oh, yeah. I guess he's using this. So I use weird. So Facebook I use for just kind of fun, yeah. and then Twitter I'm putting out serious you know, stuff, serious, yeah, real, yeah. you know, good articles yeah. that I've read that I want to share with people. Yeah, that uh, every time you tweet, it's like awareness and your activism. At least for the past two or three weeks, where I'm like, this is an article. All right, I'll shall read this article. Thank you for sharing this information. And you're doing right because simply that's what it's all about here. Now the question is that. Uh, regardless of your use of Twitter, if you're in a position, and, and God bless you if you're, you can get on the IPO early, but if you're in the position to invest, we've seen what happened to Facebook, Would you, and you were an early adopter to that, uh, <laughs> to that purchase, that IPO. Um, you since have gotten out, uh, would you be gun-shy to get into Twitter? Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. There's no way. No way. And you know, last time, what really pissed me off about getting in on the Facebook IPO is the whole market crashed, and I clicked the buy button, mm -hmm. and it didn't go through, so I clicked it again, and then both of them went through. Oh, I did and not so, know that happened. Yeah, that happened. So a little double click. Yeah, because NASDAQ had all kinds I of issues. I remember that. I knew they had issues, but I didn't know they affected you in such a manner. Oh, yeah. That's why oh. my, my order was twice as big as I wanted it Can you it say, be. my bad? Uh, Take they, that back? Are you like, oh, I'm in anyways. What am I going to do? I should have refunded my money. You should have. That's crazy. And you ended up. So that could happen again. So be careful because NASDAQ screwed it up when they did Facebook. They could screw this up again. Hmm, interesting. Uh, Katie Cole, uh, you are of a uh, younger generation here. 
Uh, Twitter is uh, 140 characters deep. Um, I would, I think maybe for people people that are older, it's kind of tough to get into that uh, box where you have to get what you want to get out in that in those number of characters. But it's certainly popular, and people use it at a breakneck pace. I'm a big fan of Twitter's Vine application. I know that people use that. I think I think there is a play here, but I don't know if it's enough to really put a lot of money into it. Now, do your friends use Twitter as much as you know we think they do? I know that my friends like Chad, and, but he's on the radio. He uses it all the time to kind of come kind of a vomit pace. I talk about that all the time. If you, if you ever look at his tweet average, because you can do that once in a while, and I think we've done that on the show, you can literally, uh, it's pretty impressive what he does. But again, he's on the radio, and he, he cranks them out, and he loves it. Yeah. I, there's no way I do more than one a day, if yeah, even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No way. Yeah, no, I think even most of my friends, they're using it more just to follow people and catch up on news than they actually are tweeting. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I, uh, most of the people I follow are either listeners or people that I want to hear about uh, that are breaking yeah. news. It's kind of a good yeah. point. It's almost like the new RSS feed. You know? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know what? That's the thing. That's exactly what it would be. I mean, that's exactly how I use mine. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because Google killed off their reader products, so uh, maybe that was one of the reasons Twitter's kind of becoming that new feed for people. So you wonder how the rich get richer. Uh, just to give you. A, Are we done with Twitter? A prime example? No, just okay. uh, just a kind of uh, dovetails I do, into I do this. have one more thing yeah. on Twitter. So we're on the same page. Um, if you put a twenty-five thousand dollar investment, if you're lucky enough to be in the know and know these guys at the beginning of this uh, kind of social phenomena. Um, $25,000 today would be approximately $10 million in return when it goes public. $25,000 investment. Yeah, but that is, that's if you invested at the very beginning. At the very beginning. At the very yeah. beginning. Yeah, so say, Todd. So only a few people got in. Todd, you sent me an email and said, look, I've got an idea. Are you in for 25, uh, 30K, 100K? What are you in for? And I said, I'll write you. And I said, I'm in for 25, my life savings. Here you go. Enjoy it. And Katie got in for $100,000 as well because she just had, she just won the Powerball. She was working like <laughs> she, five jobs. Yeah, five jobs, <laughs> 10 promotions. Uh, she picked up some shifts at a local restaurant and it just all worked out. That's the type of dollars we're talking about. So these network of people, because the guy who put in 25K became the CEO of Twitter, yeah. had just gotten his company bought by Google. Uh, regardless, he did well then, and he's continues to do well, and God bless him. 25K into 10 million, uh, that's pretty yeah, damn good. that's pretty good return, and that's why tech startups are the thing to invest in if you ever get that opportunity. Risky. If, risky? Clearly. Well. No, you never know. Yeah. Well, I mean, no. I mean, I, like I mean I, everything's risky. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I would I would say I would say it's less risky if you believe in the company. The problem is you never know with the stock market. You never know where it's going to go. It's just wouldn't craziness. You, wouldn't you say you have to believe in the person? I said this off mic, and I can tell you now. If if you out of all the people I know, you and probably my family are the only people that I would trust to take any type of dollars I had for an investment, right? Because you're the smartest guy I know, and you clearly have a track record of success. But that, but <laughs> not. With not all the time. Well, you know what I mean. There's, there's been, uh, you know, some, some ups and downs like anybody's right. career, but that's what I would do. But I, I guess uh, when I say risky, it's still it's still a catch, uh, you know, uh, catch, what is it, 21? Catch 22? 22. 22. Damn it. One day I shall assimilate. <laughs> it's still scary. Uh, but is it as scary as putting your money into a brand new product that hits the market? Some may say it's just the same thing. Well, I tell you, if you're ever given that opportunity to invest in an early startup, that's something you should definitely yeah, yeah, consider yeah. thoroughly because yeah. that that can happen. Yeah, I'm going to work on that, but nobody ever asked me. I want to talk a little <laughs> bit about Twitter. That's I mean, a problem. Obviously, the, Twitter may get ruined with all the advertising. That's how they're going to make money. And speaking of mm. advertising, I mean, you look at what Facebook did. We're seeing more and more ads 
uh, and Facebook. So Twitter just bought a company called Mopub for reported $300 million. Now, I'm very familiar with Mopub because I happen to use them. Please and to so explain Mopub. Mopub is what uh, mobile, mobile developers, mobile apps use to uh, aggregate their advertisements. So uh, let's say I create an app and I want to put some ads in it. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a lot of different ad vendors you can go to. You could use Google's AdMob. You could use iAd. You could use Millennial. Um, and there's a ton. It just keeps going. There's a ton of companies that can provide you with advertising. But the problem is they can't, they, you know, sometimes some weeks they're good rates, some weeks they're bad. Sometimes they can't give you a fill rate. So they can't always, you know, fulfill all your requests for yeah. ads. So the best strategy is to use everybody mm -hmm. and to aggregate between them. And that's where Mopub got its start. How old is Mopub? Because the first I heard of it is when, you know, we started working together about a year ago on a couple different projects. It's just a few years old. In fact, they were spawned out of a company called AdWorld. And I used to use them. Mm -hmm. So uh, AdMob ended up buying AdWorld, and then AdMob destroyed AdWorld. And I was like, dang, where, what, do I, what am I going to use now? Yeah. And that's where Mopud, they saw the opportunity. They saw AdMob buying Die. this AdWorld, yeah, yeah, yeah. which was an awesome service that a ton of developers were using. So they and, took up that space. And then AdMob killed it for whatever reason. And Mopub just said, well, it was open source mm -hmm. code. So they just grabbed it and took oh, it and dude, built this company. Hello. Anybody I would have given you $25,000 yeah. to build that. Oh, well, now that I, I know. know I, I don't know if I had twenty five then, though. I don't have it now. That's weird. This is depressing. All right, continue. Uh, how much money did they make? $300 million. $300 million? Just for a few years of work. Oh, not Jesus. bad, not bad. And it was all like code that was based on a previous company that was open source. Yeah, 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 yeah. So amazing success story. I tweeted about it. I tweeted because you could see on Twitter they were popping champagne bottles over at Twitter mm. for buying Mopub. And I tweeted them and I said, well, I hope I hope the same thing doesn't happen to Mopub that happened yeah, to AdWorld because yeah, yeah. that will suck. You know, and I use Mopub all the time. It's your it's classic like, honeypot. Ah, uh, here we go again. I'm just saying. When you don't know what to say, you <laughs> call it a classic honeypot. But, but I know it grinds your gears. $300 million, <laughs> that's huge. And yes, I don't huge. want ads to ruin Twitter. Right now, they have sponsored uh, tweets. Yeah. So I get them all the time. They're not that annoying. But it looks like with the purchase of Mopub, granted, I think it's a great purchase for them. They're going to be able to tackle the advertising in mobile space. Yeah. So I think it was a good purchase, but uh, kind of shows you how they are planning to make money in the future, and that is growing their advertising yeah. network. Yeah, for those of you out there that aren't familiar with IP, IPOs. At this point, when a company's private, they don't have to report anything. But when it goes public, everybody has their eyes uh, on what they report. So th you really have a lot of people to answer to, regardless of how confident you are with your product. So this really, that's why Facebook was, it was kind of so tough for people to swallow what Facebook was bringing to the table when they initially went public, because, you know, they expected such bigger numbers than they were actually there. Now Facebook has turned that ship around and righted the ship, but it's yet to be seen what Twitter's been doing for the past five years, right? Yeah. So we'll have to find out. We'll keep an eye on on it and uh, I'm going to be really upset if they end up destroying Mopub you know and just throwing it on a shelf because that happens not. so much these big companies they buy the smaller ones and then they just can it and I hope that doesn't happen to them cross your fingers my friend or else I'm going to have to be looking for a new company yeah Maybe or how about this? We build it. Yes. <laughs> open source. Yes. It is open source. So we could Tomo do that. Pub. We could totally build our own ad Tomo network. Tomo Pub. 300 million. 300. Yeah, I'll take Damn. three. Three. Three to Katie. You want to create your own ad network? 279 million dollars. I'll give you my two Katie savings. <laughs> oh, there we go. I like that. 
It's in a 401k somewhere. Um, okay. We got some news out of Living Social. They're, they want to expand deals beyond the daily email in an effort to increase revenue. What are your thoughts, Oscar? Uh, you know, I'm heavy into yes. social couponing. Uh, I had I was lucky enough to be part of, it was the heyday of Groupon and Living Social, simply because these companies, Groupon is kind of where Living Social will end up, simply because- How is Groupon different than Living Social? If they're not different, except for Groupon is trying to reinvent itself into an Amazon-esque type uh, company. And so is Living Social in the long run. What happened is, uh, this customer fatigue where these companies were, were going out of their way to kind of increase their daily numbers of how much money was coming in uh, every quarter. And people stopped looking at a living social email or a Groupon email, something special. Oh my God, like what's there today? It became, for lack of a better term, white noise because there were so many, pep- it was just peppering you, peppering you, peppering you that you stopped paying attention to them. On top of the fact yeah. that, uh, especially with Groupon, and Living Social actually went to hire, uh, they worked harder to give you a better product and kind of vet their products. But Groupon, at one point, was just taking anybody. So when you were when you would get a product, you're like, well, I knew this was a deal, but this isn't really what I was expecting. So people were starting, were starting to get disappointed with the products they were getting. And then with Living Social, I kind of just steamrolled into, okay, there's no more great restaurants we can give deals to. That's not, become, that's not what people are going here for. Now we're going to go for products. They went for products and then people got kind of tired because they're like, okay, I can go to Living Social at any point in the day and the pro- same products are going to be there. It became kind of like an online mall. So where does this leave us? This leaves us where these Groupons and, and Living Socials need to become some sort of Amazon, well, an online lo- marketplace. They're looking for new revenue streams. Yeah. And so... They need it. And they, and this isn't the first time that Living Socials tried to do something new. They actually created a service that would do a real-time deal services back in 2011. It allowed customers to see short-term deals, some as you know, short as Hyper two, deals. like two hours. Yeah. You have two hours, and it's in your area. And and they ended up discontinuing that like a year later. So they were trying to do those kind, you know, increase the number of revenue streams. And it seems like they're just trying to do whatever, you know, what other companies have already yes. done. And well, I Groupon think that's going to be tough for them. Groupon had to simply because they went public so early. Uh, I would say, and their CEO, it just, it just became a whole cluster F with them. And I'll say that even dealing with these on both sides, so I dealt with them the retail product side. So living with social was like, a, it was beautiful. Like the way you dealt with the people there and uh, the way that they would put your product up on the site. And Groupon, it was always like you'd call. You Have you ever called a company? You're like, they don't have the rest together. Like yeah. they don't, you're not getting emails back. You had to hunt people down. Yeah. So it was a constant rotation with Groupon where you'd call and be like, oh, I'm so sorry. He left. He's with another division. And they're like, all right, well, does you check, do you check his emails? And it was just a constant carousel of people where mm. they finally came to the point where like, we can do a deal for you. And, and I'll tell you, from the beginning, like you would go on Groupon and sell 5,000 units or whatever you were selling because people were excited to get those deals. By 2011, you were lucky if you did 20% of that. And that, by lucky, I mean you had to hit like right at the right time. It was Christmas, depending on your product. For our product, it was Christmas. And if we got a thousand, we were happy. Hmm. And going from six and uh, moving six thousand to five thousand units to a thousand units, that was horrible for us because there are a lot of little companies out there that thought this was going to be one of their legs, one of their one of their their sources. Well, that's the thing. They want to increase profits, so what a, their only option is to send more emails and yes. to do more deals. And uh, I certainly was subscribed at one time, and I just got tired of it. How many I, deals I, did you take? Uh, I did a couple, yeah. but now I, I just got sick of getting these emails, yeah. and so I unsubscribed, 
and I haven't used them since. Now, people sometimes will email me stuff that I'm interested in, but I I don't actually subscribe to any of these services Even anymore. then, it's a little disingenuous because with Groupon, I don't know if they have this model can, right now, but if three people buy that Groupon, you would get yours for free. So you're actually re- you're marketing to your friends you're not because you think it's a great deal. It's because you probably want them to pull the trigger and, and get some sort of discount or get that product for free. Oh, you get some benefit yeah. by doing that? Katie Cole, did you ever use Groupon or Living Social? Not really. I tried to, but it's almost the same thing that I just got bombarded by emails to the point that I just got annoying, like, stopped. Right? Yeah, and got annoying. I actually just signed back into Living Social. It's been so long that my password expired. Oh, wow. And still going through, and I'm still not really seeing anything I'm interested in. Yeah, I remember once they get, started selling computers, I was like, oh, my God, they're selling laptops here at a discount. And then you look at the price of the laptop, and you're like, well, that discount's about $10. Like you, they bring you in with this big product, and then you're like, ah, oh, ten dollars, and I have to wait six weeks to get this because they have to fill in a certain queue before the deal goes live. It became a whole thing, and I, I think it was special simply when you could get like one email a day instead of the five right. different emails a day. Yeah, and that's just uh, you're not and gonna I, be able to grow yeah. that, and they're just gonna and a local company out. here in DC. I don't know. I I don't want them to succeed. Yeah, you want them to succeed. Yeah. I don't feel good about their business model because it's kind of a me too thing. There's, yeah, they're getting more and more into travel, and that is just like travel is just done. At one point, Todd, like which site do you use when you want to travel? Right now, like yeah, like flights. Uh, and stuff. If I go to, I probably go to Orbits or Priceline. Yeah, those or, two. Yeah, I use Orbitz or yeah. Expedia, and it's just... They, kayak. Yeah, Kayak, you know, right? Kayak's great. Which is more of an aggregate. Yeah. But now they're getting... I don't know what, what Living Social is going to be able to bring to the table when they're, when they're going to try to compete with the travel industry. I don't know. Let me ask you this just quickly as we wrap this up with uh, Living Social. If you were in a, a place five years ago and Living Social came out, it was like a home run, right? By the time we ended our run, I ended up leaving Earthwalk slash Mangrate while I still have a great relationship with them. There was about 130 different social couponing sites. Me too. Everybody yeah. was doing it. Right. And some people were doing it at a kind of a breakneck pace where they weren't taking as much of, uh, money as the rest of them. Because when we first started out, it was 50-50 or 70-30. And by the time we ended up, we were luck- we, we could demand 70-30. We keep 70 instead of them, mm-hmm. and they get 30. And at times, we got deals that was 80-20. Because people were just... They're, look, they're desperate. Like, yeah, they're desperate, and they would get your money quicker. Uh, at one point, Groupon didn't pay you for 90 days because they would just hold on to that cash. Wow. And then out of the blue, by the time it's run-ended, especially with our product, it was 15 days. Really? Yeah. So things changed. Yeah, competition. Sure. You know, if you're not... If you got a... You don't want to carry the, that kind of balance, you yeah. know, on your books for ninety days. So. No, I agree. I agree. What do you want to go to next? I know uh, after the week one, are up. One last story yes. from NASA. You know, I like my space stories. Oh, uh, I actually saw this and I thought, well, this is actually interesting. Voyager One becomes first human-made object to leave the solar system. Now, uh, NASA launched Voyager One and Two back in nineteen seventy-seven. And uh, they're still sending us data, but uh, the Voyager 1 just left the solar system. Yeah. When I heard this, I was like, this can't be the first thing that's left the solar system. First man-made thing. Yeah. And I was like, eh. And I started doing a little research, and he said, ah, how, much, how long does it really take to leave the solar <laughs> system? And then you figure out it's 30-something odd years. And then you sit there, and you're like, this is huge. 
Because I always felt like, and this is this is where um, the everyman comes out in me, that you're so used to seeing all these movies now of them just going through space and Transformers coming in and this and that. You forget that while we've never gotten to Mars, everybody talks about going to Mars, that just simply leaving the solar system is still a big effing deal. You know, a man-made object that's still out there. Yeah, and uh, if you want to know how far it's out, it's uh, approaching 12 billion miles from Earth. So now, is uh, it still transmitting? Because that's what I didn't is. get out of the story. It's still transmitting. How long does it take for that message to come to us? It takes a while. Yeah, because if Optimus Prime finds that, then <laughs> anything's possible. Maybe he wants to send back. Oh, wow. That would be crazy if in our lifetime we actually made contact. Well, you know, this... Uh, this this probe is actually this satellite is actually carrying information yeah, yeah, about, yeah, yeah. about the like a time capsule yeah exactly Isn't michael jackson's cd in there somewhere or a record yeah no i don't know it's somebody somebody's record really? is in that uh some some hit record is there i know that maybe it's beethoven thriller yeah it might be beethoven <laughs> somebody a little more important yeah, i think it'd be yeah. classical music yeah, yeah it's classical music made Probably. out of gold by the way that record yeah yeah i just See? hope the aliens have a record player my mind my mind's working I don't even remember how I know that. I used to be obsessed with space when I was a kid. And you know I hope the aliens will be friendly. Oh, because me too. If we're going to give them like the Latin long of planet Earth. Yeah, yeah. Forget yeah. about it. Yeah, we'll find out. Maybe they'll have apps. All right. Uh, <laughs> speaking of apps. Maybe they have the iPhone 6. Time for apps of the week. iPhone 6. Did you see some of the mock-ups? No. Oh, well, they're There's all. mock-ups? Yeah, they're randos that made them. They're not real. Oh. Um, but you know, I'm excited Is for that. Is it the same thing where it's just a flexible screen you can wrap it around your head? No, there's one that turns into a projector, so you can watch. Oh, HD that old movies. thing! I've oh. seen that. I've seen that video a million times. I, I just keep changing the title to the new iPhone. I was going to send that to you, and I said, "Well, he's probably seen this a million times." Yeah. All right, apps of the week. Who's got the best app this week? Who? Anybody want to raise their hand and jump out like gangbusters? I will go first. Please, sure. Uh, my app of the week is a game. And uh, uh, hold on, breaking news whenever it feels like breaking. Katie Cole at the Tech Four One One desk. Yes, the gold record is which gold record? And you got to show Todd that when you're done. It actually is made out of gold. The go the record that's in Voyager. It's now, a gold plated copper disc. Oh damn it! With images and sounds. Yeah, but what sounds? Twelve inch gold plated copper disc. Hmm. They call it the golden record. Oh. Consists of 115 analog encoded uh, photographs, mm -hmm. readings in 55 languages, a 12-minute montage of sounds on Earth, and 90 minutes of music. Uh, it doesn't say uh, which music it is? No. Damn it. I could have sworn it's a Beethoven or a Thriller. Either or <laughs> gets me 10 points for the record. 90 minutes. Could be both. Yeah, it could be both. All right, moving on. I'm sorry. Your app of the week? No. Uh, it is a game, and it's called Where's My Water 2. And, of course, I picked Where's My Water mm. 1 on a previous show Here we go. a long time ago. But this is Disney's new Where's My Water, and I think it's cool. I, I want, like it. I want to make fun of you, but I remember when Todd actually pulled this out, Katie. I wanted to make fun of him then, but it is, it's, it's like it's a, it's, a, it's a good game. It's, now, do you remember See, Dig I Dug? I uh, Dig Dug, you remember Dig Dug yeah, where yeah, you yeah, dig yeah. and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Well, this is cool because you're digging through dirt, and then you're trying to make water flow to a certain location, Why do you and think it's it fun. took them so long I to make two? It. Because they added all kinds of social features, that now you have Facebook integration where you can see where your friends, if they made it past a certain level or not. I just tried. I only have one friend. So I think they just released this game. It's currently featured on iTunes. But the uh, the graphics and animation are great. They're, they're beautiful. They're absolutely That app fantastic. is a beautiful application. Well, and, it's Disney. And I'm kind of hooked again, you know, because yeah. I, I played the whole game before and I'm done with all the levels. This is a whole brand new set and I really like the levels. Didn't you have that game on your iPad? 
Uh, I feel like you yeah. did, right? Well, yeah, it's yeah. universal. Yeah, I, 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 the time I saw you playing it was on your iPad, and I was like, what is that? Okay, wait, breaking news, what do you have, Katie Cole? Beethoven, botch. Uh, Bach. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take botch, botched. though. <laughs> I botched that one. Yeah, you, you botched Bach. <laughs> it's okay, So, but it's all classical music. Yeah. All right, 10 points. I'll take five since Thriller's not on there. Uh, <laughs> my app of the week, uh, we'll let, let Katie go last here, is... Um, I, well, one, let me give you an update on Wonderlist that I'm paying $5 oh, yeah. a month for. Heavy using Wonderlist, my to-do list. It goes from my desktop to my phone, and I know not a lot of lists do that right now, but for some reason, this one works for me. So it's working? I, you still pay- use it? $5 a month. I'm into my seventh day using it. Why are uh, you paying $5 a month? Like five. It's been five days? Well, yeah, because Wednesday. Five days. Damn it. Well, I got to work on my days, but uh, how, my list is working big, well on Wonderlist. Thank you, Katie. How Appreciate big is, that. How big is your to-do list if you have to pay $5 a month to store it out in the cloud? Uh, let me see. Uh, it's like one, two, three things. Yes. Three things. So three it's things. like 1K of data and you're paying $5 <laughs> a month. That makes no sense. Well, this is going to be the new Twitter, uh, Todd. I'm investing early. Uh, moving on. Uh, I've got... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're going to forget about it, and then in 10 years, you probably paid him 25 grand. Uh, MX Elite is my uh, my guy, and it's, it's admittedly kind of a cheap download, uh, 99 cents, and it's also the number one game on iTunes. I figured I'd check out a winner. Uh, MX Elite, not so great. Uh, I'm sad to say it was kind of cool to play, but it doesn't have like your your typical uh, sound effects of like the motorcycle revving. They're doing some weird thing where they actually put, kind of put white noise in the background, and I don't like that one bit. I, I want to hear my it. motorcycle accelerate. I want to hear it jump off the ramp. I want to hear it crash. You heard birds chirping, right? Yeah, I was like, this blows. So MX Elite, uh, two thumbs down from Fantana. Okay, very good. Katie, you got the honors here. Yeah, uh, my game is Color Zen. It's a kind of a puzzle game, and it's actually really, um, really nice. I was actually enjoying it. Was probably playing it. Like I hope it doesn't straight. look like compulsive. No, it doesn't at all. Uh, as you just kind of get different patterns, that? and you try it looks to like um, dots. Oh, look at this! Yeah, it's pretty you basically cool. try to match the colors together, but your overall end goal is oh. to match the color of the border. This is nice. A free game. I think yes, it was a free oh, game. That. It's actually pretty cool. Yeah, no, eye pleasing. Really nice Definitely eye pleasing. And kind of soothing. Oh, I yeah. do like yeah. that. I really cool. wanted to make fun of that game. It's pretty good. What is it I, called? Color Zen. Color Zen. All right. And your what was your game? Mine was MX Elite. MX. Yeah, MX Elite. As in motocross. Yeah. Got yeah. you. And mine was Where's My Water 2. Three games for you guys to check out. And mine is free. Yeah. Uh, yours was what, 99 cents? Yeah, cent? pass on mine, by the way. Yeah, don't download great, that yeah. one. And Color Zen, probably free. Probably. No, it is. It, it is. is. <laughs> Katie doesn't know. She just clicks buy. <laughs> Download. No, this one is definitely Oh, uh, was that 100 bucks? Shoot. Oh, no, no. Shh. I'm sure that's not the case. No, not at all. A free app is... Uh, is uh, Some apps... This is the thing about the free apps. For all your free apps, I've gotten to the place where I look at my phone, and some of these guys, because they're free, I just keep them on my phone. I was doing that the other day. and for, But like MX Elite... I'll probably pay, I'll play maybe for another two or three days here and there when I'm bored, and I'll delete it. Mm-hmm. Is that the strange that I think about it? Like, the value of a paid app isn't what I think it should be. Because I guess maybe some of these free apps are so good. 
Yeah, I don't right? know. I mean, I usually when I pay for something, I usually keep it on. I the would phone. imagine you would. Yeah, but you could always. Because I'm like, I paid for that. It's it. not leaving my phone. That should just hit the nail on the head. You can always go back and go to purchased and re-download it. Yeah, you so can. it's always going to be there. So yeah. it's not like you lose it, but interesting. That's true. All right, uh, so that is the show. What do you got uh, yeah, so, to promote here, my friend? Well, I just did a big update for Compulsive, and uh, this is for iOS, and I added multiplayer using Game Center, and it's the first game I've ever done with turn-based multiplayer, so it's actually a lot of fun. So if you've been playing Compulsive, you can now challenge your Game Center friends and play three rounds. Uh, the cool thing is you each get the same board, same colored pieces every round. So it's 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 really skill versus skill because you're, you're playing the same board. So check it out. Uh, Compulsive, it's version 1.2. And if you want to hit me up on Game Center, my handle is just Todd, T-O-D-D. We'll play around. Yeah, uh, same same for me. Uh, Oscar Santana, I'll definitely play with you. Todd actually um, broke this to me. I, I don't get the. I used to get like a two week heads up on the things that he was building, but I just get it now, like everybody else, the minions. Uh, not that you guys are minions listening, but yeah, I used to be somebody. Uh, so uh, Todd gave it to me on Friday. I think he built it three weeks be- beforehand, and I wasn't like to be honest. With you, I was like, I was like, how can I play this multiplayer? And then I sat there and I was like. Oh, you can totally play this multiplayer. I'm all in. I enjoyed it. I also enjoyed kicking your ass. Oh, did you? I don't think you did. Oh, yeah. You only played one round. Check my Facebook page. No, I, I played all three and I posted to my wall. Oh, that's right. You did. And you were upset. I remember. And then you ordered another mm. drink. How do you not remember me beating you? I've been playing a lot of people. Right? Yeah, yeah. a lot of people have yeah. been challenging me. It's kind of like... Do you yeah. usually win or lose? It's your game. Um, It depends who I'm playing. Oh, it it wow. can go either way. Wow. Well, it was a lot of fun. I'm just, I'm just happy. I'm probably making someone's day. Like they get to beat the uh, the guy the, who built the game, the inventor. It's yeah, probably, it's like uh, building uh, the war games computer. Like yeah. you built the computer, right? And then you beat it. Yeah, I can't right? look. I'm not that great. I just made the game. That oh. doesn't mean I'm an expert at the game. Hey, don't get mad, Jesus. Just saying. You Katie, beat be- Katie beats me all the time. Oh, all right. I beat him every time. Oh, I've, I've, <laughs> that's annoying. I have struck a nerve. Now I know why you're upset. Like I'll sit there and just like have a conversation while she's playing my my you know against me. And she'll just post over 200K every oh, time. That would, I, that would upset me as well, actually. Like if I'm 200K, post, I, I've never broken 200K. Yeah, if I get over 200K, I'm posting that every Yeah, you're high-fiving. Yeah, that's on Twitter. That's on Facebook. <laughs> Katie's like, that's just another round. No that's big just deal. how I do. Back to my TPS reports. Uh, okay, at uh, Oscar Radio on Twitter. Speaking of Twitter... And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback on uh, get that compulsive game, play your friends, update it. Um, really, that multiplayer is well worth your time. Play uh, and play Todd, uh, make his day or uh, or break his day if you beat him. Um, yeah. Also, Tech Four One One show uh, on iTunes. Give us a nice five star review. Write something kind. That's how people discover the show. Again, Tech Four One show on iTunes. Right. And Katie, how can they follow you? And if they get sick of beating Todd and Compulsive, they could always request me at KatieCole89. KatieCole89, that is your Game Center handle, and your Twitter is? The Girl Casey. All right, very good. That's it for our show. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you next time. Ciao, ciao. This is the sound. This is Tech 411. The preceding program was brought to you by More Broadcasting. For more information, visit us at morebroadcasting.com.